Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Earnestly speaking. Radio show. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinionation, Godfather, CEO. Pop in the late 90s, gon' see me blow. Oh, got my hustle on, no imitation of bad. Army of untouchables, opinionation sad. Never an off-season, homie, check the numbers. Heart drop in my own right, supply and southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble and no threat. See him like a hurricane, you're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty. Speaking presented by the Happy Out Network as well as NGSESports.com because we never stop. Also, here every week, of course, we joined by the Heart Rob. Follow on Twitter at G-W-E-S-T-W-L-I-O-G Steel. What's up? I'm good. You did a great job once again promoting this show, as I couldn't find the link anywhere. So I want to welcome all 12 listeners today to the RNC Speaking Show. I didn't realize you actually used... I, I, thought, I thought you had the number to call it already. I didn't realize you actually used no, that link. Because usually I, I, put, I put the link out. I tweet it out. You know, whatever. I share it. I do one thing. I share it on Facebook. I tweet it out. And from there I get the number. And, you know, I didn't see anything. I, so the, so uh, I'm like scrambling online looking for something from you. There was nothing. So whatever. You texted me right before showtime. Right. True, true. Also today, another guest co-host today, joined by, of course... Contruder urges to go. Our man Boston Jack. Jack, it's been a rough week, man. What's up? Hey, good to talk to you again, Ernest. It's been a while. Always good to be on the show. Thanks, man. Yeah. Are you, are you uh, a little depressed over the plate gate? I don't think depressed is the right word. I've uh, had a lot of time to think about it. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I guess, frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've been, I, yeah, and, and I've been on the page of Saturday the entire time, like, this whole thing. I mean, like, and we'll get to it in a second, but it, it's, 
overkill now. And now you're hearing all these other stories in the work now. Other people claiming they've seen things and things have happened. Like, come on, stop. Where was this stuff, like, two months ago? I didn't go there with that. Anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Once again, Earth Speaking Podcast. Um, before we get started, uh, gee, I just ran into a story here on, on, on Twitter that your boy, Lionel Hollins, has now gone to Rachel Ray today to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, that, let, let, let's see if his pounds can, can match how many games he's lost for us this season because he's terrible. You're, you're, you're really soft on, on, on Lionel Hollins, aren't you? Yeah, I'm done with him already. Already? I'm done with him. Already? You know why? You know why I've been rooting for the Memphis Grizzlies? I want them to win a championship without him just to prove to the world that he's terrible. I mean, is he really that bad? Is he really, really that bad? You know what it is? His rotations are awful. Like, his lineup changes. It's it's just bad. It's just, and then he, to look at his face on the sideline oh. is terrible. Whoa, 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 like he's whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean the face? What do you mean the face? He's ugly. <laughs> like that's only Why do you do this? Why do you do this every ugly. time? Huh? It's not my fault. I'm, I'm very judgmental when it comes to people's looks, and he's ugly. God, you, you, oh man, you, I mean, uh, God, I mean, I hate Steph Curry. Why? Because he's ugly. Yep, his face. Dang, that's and I raised the bar high. Yeah, if you ain't Walter Payton, I ain't messing with you, man. You think he's a good-looking guy, Walter Payton? Sweetness. Well, he's not. Not currently. Well, well, current that's state. a low blow. That's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think better from you. That's something I would say. By the way, if you guys haven't noticed, uh, we've we've been doing this thing now with uh, having a guest host every other week, every week, whatever. We're gonna continue doing that throughout the summer. Um, it's kind of a cool thing for have G and I have some company come into the into the Ernest speaking family once in a while, you know. So we'll have Boston Jack come every couple of weeks. You'll have Ross and Ross every couple of weeks, and maybe some other guests. I'm actually working on getting rain and freshly, although I'm really scared to ask him because I know what comes to territory. Comedian. The king of internet films, Rain Fresh on the show, there's, there's, a, there's a certain risk with that, you know, on a live show. Look, you do a podcast with him on the side, no big deal. You can edit him out later. But live? Whew, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 have, I have beef with Rain Fresh right now, so. I'm working well, work on right that. I'm, I'm, but I'm hoping to also attach to the show him and producer Sydney on the show as well, too. It'd be nice. So we'll see what happens with, with that. We're going to Bob Sullivan, of course, you know, get him on a, into the rotation, but. You know, good to have Buster Jack here again. Remember, Buster Jack did call the show back in February when his pass won the Super Bowl. And now it seems like eons ago the pass won the Super Bowl. Now we're talking about Tom Brady suspended four games. And a, but to me, the four games is not shocking. I mean, I've been saying for, for the last couple of weeks that they will go four because they're gonna, the, the NFL is going to show that, hey, guess what? We're heavy-handed now. We're going to go ahead and show you guys that, PR-wise, four games. What I didn't expect was, okay, obviously million dollars down, million dollars fine, which, okay, fine, million dollars, Bob Crabbe's nothing, but still million dollars. And the coup de grace for me, anyway, is the two draft picks, including next year's first rounder. Okay, see, I, I already heard your take on this on, on, on the sports hour. I tend to mostly agree with some of the things you're saying there. I got to hear Boston Jack and his thoughts on this whole, this whole uh, situation. But first of all, Ernest, I'm thankful that you, you know, 
gave me a uh, call to have me on the show. It's always good to talk to you. And, uh, you know, we are, you know, friends personally, but I'm sure the reason you had me on the show is because I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a homer. I'm from there. Let me qualify that. I grew up on the foothills of uh, Holy Cross College, which I, which I did my homework, is where Ted Wells went to school. So hey. Holy, Cross College is in, Holy Cross College is in the city of Worcester, where I am from, and it's the college that Ted Wells attended, ironically. He went to Holy Cross and he went to Harvard. So he spent a lot of time in Massachusetts. So um, I'm hoping he can be impartial in that fact. But getting to the point, I think there needs to be a smoking gun here. Um, before this all went down, did anybody ever say, hey, there's a Wilson football, a 12 and a half PSI Wilson football. Was that term ever uttered? Was that a common phrase? Did most people know that a Wilson football in the NFL was inflated to 12 and a half pounds? Probably not. So the smoking gun for me has to be the equipment guy or the guy who was deflating the ball saying, you know, unquestionably that Tom Brady knew the 12 and a half pounds per square inch was the limit and he told me with no uncertain terms to let the air out of that blankety blank ball. I don't care what the league says. You put that ball the way I like it, and I don't care. And until somebody comes up and says that unequivocally, I mean, you do not have a smoking gun. I mean, we're talking about arguably one of the best, if not the best quarterback ever, quarterbacks ever played the game, and all you've got is, well, he might have known. No, that's Probably. not going to swallow. That is not going to fly. I mean, I, I read on the blogs. I've read as many blogs as I could. I've watched as many interviews as I could. And it, it's funny. Some of the people who are coming to Brady's defense, and I've got to give a shout-out to some of these people, a lot of Steeler fans, a lot of Cowboy fans, people who are just fans of the game who, who aren't, like, you know, jumping on the bandwagon of this witch hunt saying, look, this is overblown. This is not a big deal. It's letting a little air out of the football. You know, it's exactly what I said the last of the show. Yeah, you're right. Everything you said there, well, not 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 the extremes of you know, you know, I'm not going to use the Pat spam angle, obviously, but what you said there about the probability thing and there's no smoking gun is the exact words I used last week on this show. That's right. And G and I both agree there too. You know, to me, and I get, I know it's not law, I know it's not criminality, I know it's not you know, you know, jurisdiction kind of thing, but at the same time, are we really at the point now where we're going to go ahead and Base everything on a, on a on a probability, and because of that, hand this sentence down because the NFL scoop in the past and whatnot. I, I get the whole in the past thing, Spygate, and but I didn't expect the whole coup de grace of the draft picks, also too. You know, I, I I thought I was very heavy handed from Goodell and whatnot, and and I know they're doing it to save face because it is the NFL, because it's all about the money, it's all about what they want to do. You know, to make sure that the shield looks good, but at the same time. I mean, it, to me, it, it sounds ridiculous to me. Gee, go ahead. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I honestly think it's stupid. The whole thing is stupid. Uh, I, there, there should have been no fine. There should have been nothing. Let's be honest. This was Matt Ryan in Atlanta, Philip Rivers in San Diego, and this was Jake Walker in Tennessee. Nobody would have gave two, two rips about it. And that's the truth. It's, it's because people already have an agenda against Tom Brady. People already have an agenda against Belichick and the Patriots. That's why this is a story. It, 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 you know how I always talk about EJ? about, like, big city, little city. You know, yeah. New, England, New England football is a big city. You know, in football, like, the, 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 it's a huge city for us. You know, but, but it, it, like I said, if this was San Diego, 
nobody would have cared. This wouldn't have even made the news. This would have stood it in San Diego, and that's it. You know, and I, I understand you tag along the Patriots' history of bending the rules, cutting the corners, and what, what, what have I always said? You know what? They're getting caught after the fact. What are you going to do? You're not taking away the Super Bowl. You're not taking away the win. Just deal with it. Like, it is what it is. It, they, they, like, it, when, when you're smart, you're able to cut corners and get away with it. Belichick cut and corners who doesn't? and, and who doesn't got doesn't away with it. Ever, ever corners. The only yeah, issue I have, have to. I mean, you, I, 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 if you find me a coach that has never tried cutting a corner, I'm going to call you and that coach a liar. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. The only issue I have with the past, it's not even the past necessarily, it's really Pat's fans. It is rhetoric now that Brady did no wrong, Belichick didn't do no wrong, and the past never do any wrong. <laughs> there's, a, there's a sense of elitism. From a lot of, and, 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 and I can say that to me personally. I'm not saying you, Jack, necessarily. But, gee, you and I are personal friends, a lot of Pat's fans that follow the show, that tweet the show, that follow us on Twitter, face the whole nine. There's a, there's a sense of elitism from some of these fans now that say, oh, Brady is God, doesn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. and, and that's your absolute. I'm not with that. You know, and, I'm not and, with the whole... And, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. You're saying and? No, and I was going to say, and I, I, I kind of went to this point on my show this week, and, 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 and once again, I, I'm not singling out guys like you, Boston Jack, who are real diehard fans, but I'm just talking about these fake elitists, these fake fans. Like I said, when the Brady-Belichick era is done, about 50% of these Patriots fans will be extinct. They're going to be nowhere to be found again. You know, and, 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 and not for nothing, it, history repeats itself. We saw this happen with your team, EJ, Miami Heat. As soon as LeBron left, 50% of those fans became extinct. You know, like, they, 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 they stopped, they stopped they talking on social media and whatnot. So I'm not worried about that. But, like, right. you're going to have these fair weather fans, and they're going to talk their nonsense. Jack, any, anything to add to that? Um, well, I mean, you have to remember, anybody that is over the age of, like, 45 to death, I mean, death. these people <laughs> suffered. <laughs> there, there, there was a long drought <laughs> in, in, in the Boston area where there were no championships. We've been lucky past 12, 15 years because of Tom Brady. And that's why the New England fans are defending him. I mean, he basically turned the whole losing attitude of a whole region around. So that's why people are coming to his defense like it's life and death. Um, Because, like I said, he changed the whole attitude around. In the last 15 years, we went from perennial losers, like, oh, man, how are we going to lose this game? To, yeah, we got this. We're going to pull this out. I mean, to change that mindset. I mean, yeah, is is a big deal in uh in the New England area. By the way, and now we have like you know the report by AJ Feely, former Dolphins quarterback, former Eagle quarterback, former NFL quarterback, that he allegedly saw the past doctor footballs in 2004. Like, dude, where was this news eight years ago? Hey, help me out. Is that there's an AJ Feely, then there's a Jay Feely from Michigan. That's Brady's friend. And then there's what Ace Fraley, who saw Gene Simmons doctor up some blood. Uh, I, I I get them all confused. Help me out. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, I, Ace Fraley. But, but, but from the most overrated band in, in rock and roll history, Kiss. They're overrated. Um, did you uh, also? Did you uh, Jack? Did you contribute to the uh, GoFundMe of uh, the million dollars for the Patriots? Did you, co- did you do work, uh, to raise money for the fine? Did you, did you uh, contribute to that? It was it was already full by the time they. Sent me the postcard. Oh, they'd they'd already got the they'd already got they'd already got the mill. Yeah, because because I mean, look, uh, look, I, I get supporting the team, man, but that's a little extreme. Bob Kraft could afford it million dollars. 
folks, Bob's got money. Bob Crabby's fine. He ain't crying over spill milk number one, okay? Um, but did you hear the story about that? That that, that was started up by a Seattle Seahawks fan. What was? The, the, the GoFundMe. The Seahawks, Seahawks fan started as a prank. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds Crazy. about right. Yeah, that sounds stupid. Um, by the way, you know, and, and, and of course, that, you have, and, and, and that Seattle Seahawks fan, this regime is gone because I'd never seen Seattle Seahawks fan until like two years ago. Yeah, that's true. That's it, yeah, we, we had this discussion already once already. Um, and you have, of course, <laughs> you have Tom Brady's dad defending. What, what's like? What, what's of course? You know, you're going to defend your your kid. Um, Tom Brady's dad, of course, defending um his son. But how about? Did you hear Chris Roos, Mad Dog Russo his his thoughts on that? Chris Russo. The Mad Dog on Sirius XM now, formerly the, the, the fan, formerly Mike and the Mad Dog, um, he, had, he, he weighed in on, on Tom Brady's father um, <laughs> defending his kid. And he, I mean, dude, you, you, hearing this clip, you think it was personal. This, this, is what, this is Chris Rico's reaction to Tom Brady's dad and everybody else defending the Patriots. And Jack, don't get offended. This is what he said. This is, this is, this is verbatim. Here we go. Consider the source. Shut the hell up! Shut up! Keep your mouth shut! Your son got nailed. Keep your freaking mouth shut. Uh, frame gate my. Keep your. Shut up. Stay low. Shut the hell up. Frame gate. You mean, are you kidding me? Ah, uh, come on. A guy cheated, folks. Uh, let's be honest. Frag, I listen to Tom Brady's old man now. Who, you know, has lived in the bubble. You know, and has lived under the scenario where his kid's been a phenomenal player all this time. And now he's trying to make excuse. Now he's trying to disparage the guy who spent 246 pages writing about it. Shut up. <laughs> Put that guy on. <laughs> See if he's got the guts to talk to him. He's going to ask him a tough question. Go ahead. Better yet, put his son on. Let's see what he has to say. Put your son on. Don't hide. USA Today. Uh, come on. Come on, talk shows. Man, come on now. Come on right now. Say that to me. Say that to anybody. Say it to somebody. Nuts. Is he in the Guinness Book of World Records for being uh, constipated for the most consecutive days? <laughs> Seems that way. Sort of that way. He's, bro, he's insane. That poor guy. He's insane. And, and it's funny, like, it, yeah, MLB, funny, EJ, when, yeah. when, when you put that post where you saw about Chris Russo and I was like, what are you talking about? And he said Mad Dog because I, I never put it together. He's over here, they just say, you know, Mad Dog. You know, I never put it together, really. I mean, maybe I have slipped my mind. But yeah, he's that, like, like that, that rant and his career is the definition of a blowhard. So I can't take anything he says to art or seriously. You know, you know what a fan of his? No, no, uh, I'm not a fan of anything WFAN. It's all trash. Okay. So, Jack, you're a fan of WFAN, weren't you? Old school, anyway. Yeah. I was a, oh, I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> and then, in fact, I used to like um, Mike and the Mad Dog and the uh, you know the the crew they had at WFAN. But we're going back to like um, maybe the, the mid to yeah yeah late '80s mid yeah. '90s. You know, back mm-hmm. when I lived up there, and, I, and you could get WFAN. Because uh, it was a clear, you know, clear channel. You could hear it almost uh, all the way into Boston. Yeah. Shut the hell up! <laughs> Good God, this guy's insane. All right, let's take a little break. We come back, huh? Was that? It, it, it takes a lot of talent to say "shut the hell up." I mean, that guy's obviously a very talented guy. <laughs> and Sirius XM game his own network. Not just his own show, his own network. But anyway, we come back. High five next. As you face from the BB King, who died at 889. Come back. I live in a lonely mess. I never get no rest. I 
went to see a love doctor to get out of this mess. He took a look at me before he cast his spell. He shook his head and began to yell, you got a bad case of love. Yes, a bad case of love. You got a bad case of love for your heart is full of misery. I said, doctor, doctor, do something for me. I feel like a man going through the third degree. Can't laugh for pain, can't eat a bite. Since you've been gone, nothing ever goes right. I got a bad taste of love. Yes, a bad taste of love. I got a bad taste of love. My heart is full of misery. He said, son, I know just how you feel. You love your little babe and you always will. But you're wearing it short and your love is weak. It won't be long before you sit to be deep. You got a bad case of love. Yeah, a bad case of love. You got a bad case of love and your heart is full of misery. You know, he's definitely a big influence to a lot of people that I play with, too, especially a lot of guitar players. Um, one, of my, one of my best friends, actually, Dan, who actually um, who went to New York for his wedding, um, he met B.B. King at age 16 and had a big impact on him um, in terms of influence and whatnot. Definitely a, a sad loss today in, uh, in America and around the world. Um, back here on the Speaking Podcast, back here at G. Steelio, of course, and Boston Jack, of course, um, lifting his spirits up with, with the, the stuff going on with the Patriots. If, it, if it's bad enough for Jack to be, to be depressed, how about Bill Simmons now? Bill Simmons, obviously, we got word say also that he's, he's Bill Simmons' his contract still going, still runs through September, but there'll be no more podcasts, no more writing stuff from now until the end of his contract. So I thought we'll get something out of uh, Bill Simmons in the next couple, week, couple months, but his fees are very quiet um, and nothing really. I mean, Simmons is is pretty much done in the ESPN for good, um, and even though his contract is up to September, he won't be doing any more, more stuff on the front lines, at least until he's done with ESPN, which I'm, to be honest, very, very sad about, man, because I really do enjoy Yeah, it. that sucks. Well, that really sucks. Yeah. Especially if you're an NBA player and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he has to, he, he starts, and what well, sucks too, he has, he, has, he has to do podcasts he started a couple weeks ago too, called Bill Don't Lie. And every yep. Monday, he plays, it's on there. I love that podcast. It's excellent. Um, So, uh, yeah. So you have the pack stuff with him on number one, and now, of course, his personal situation. But like I said, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Right? I agree. What do you think, uh, Jack? So, Bill Simmons go solo? Yeah, free Bill. 
Yeah, free bill. <laughs> no, right, but no, but, but everybody's saying you should go to Fox, go to you know Bleacher, NBA. I'm like, dude, this goes solo. You, you have all the power. You'll get investors, and you have your own voice, and you can say what the hell you want. Yeah, yeah, he should definitely go that route. Yeah, I, I think I think he's outgrown ESPN. I think he outgrew ESPN years ago, to be honest with you. But anyway, hot five times, do it. Uh, hot five topic number one. Notre Dame quarterback Everett Golson has left the school and has garnered interest from other schools, including Florida State and Georgia. Um, which, which state? I mean, which state? Which college do you think is the best fit from Dak? Um, Florida State's wide open now, isn't it? Oh, wait, wait, wide open, yeah. Yeah. I, I also for too. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it, yeah. I mean, that seems to be the fast track to, uh, to anything. Yeah, uh, I sense an underlying, underlying insult there too, Jack. I sense that. If it's a me beyond the air, I'm a, I'm a Knowles fan. But yeah, I think Forrest is best fit for him. Uh, well, I, I guess it is. He's not that bad. He had a bad end of the year last year. But up to that FSU game in November last season when Florida was unbeaten, he was playing great football. I just think Brian Kelly warned him in a while. This is, maybe this is me. Yeah, I, I want to let you know, my, my, my word, my key word for this top five, hot five, is going to be stupid. I'm not saying the topic is stupid, but stupid will be in that reply to everyone's topic. I think going to Florida State would be stupid for every goal. All, 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 all that's going to happen, he's going to be compared to a quarterback. He's not better than Jameis Winston. And he's going to be compared to a quarterback before Winston, all taken in the first round. Go to a place like Georgia, which is pretty much the medium, mediocre of the pile in SEC. They always have high expectations and always disappoint. So go to Georgia because that college will always disappoint, and it's not going to be your fault, Ever Golson. Okay. Okay. Um, hot, hot five topic number two. Um, reports coming out, the Orlando Magic willing to give up traffic for bull coach Tom Thibodeau. Is this worth doing it for Orlando true EJ? Well, I mean, I don't know why he would do that. I mean, the writer's on the wall, number one. He'll be, he'll be gone. I mean, I'm waiting to see when when, when this firing happens. Because, I mean, there's no I, from everything we hear, there's no way he's, he's coming up next year. I, I know he said last night at his press conference after the game that he expects to be the Bulls coach. But that's, that's all the same things, the same things out there. I think he, I think him and the Chicago will part ways in the next couple of days. I mean, I don't know I don't know what, what's, what's the hold up at this point now. I mean, we've heard it right on the wall for the last year or so. Um, so why would why would Orlando go that route? You know, but if the Bulls are smart though, they they should use this as an opportunity to, to get draft picks. Because I mean, at this point now, it looks like oh, we sound like the Bulls are going to blow things up a little bit now. Not just the coach, but also players going forward. Because this this same team hasn't done anything really in the last five years, and not a fault of their own. They haven't had Derrick Rose for a long parts of, the, of that. But you know, the the, the, t- the thoughts are now, especially the way they lost last night to Cleveland, they quit, and I think. Um, you know, John Paxson, Gar Foreman, I think, I think they're going to really consider blowing the entire thing up. Check. Draft picks for a coach. I never quite got that. Has that ever worked out for anybody? I mean, did it work out the Celtics and the Clippers? Did the Celtics get out draft picks for Doc Rivers? I, I forget. They did. I'm not sure, actually. They did. Yeah, they, yes, did, they did. They did? Okay. Yeah. It hasn't worked out yet. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then uh, the Clippers. Um, yeah. Clippers. <laughs> yeah, but for, for me, it would be stupid if Orlando did this because, as you said, EJ, the, the Bulls are probably going to cut ties with him anyway. And not for nothing, I understand Tom Thibodeau is a great coach, but like he, he can't beat LeBron James. As long as LeBron James is staying in the Eastern Conference, you're never going to get the Eastern Conference. So, um, so he, he had as great as a coach as he is, he hasn't figured out the best player in the league. 
fault. It's stupid if you do that. Um, hot five topic number three, Jorge Posada. Um, says Aaron and Clemens don't deserve to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Is Posada in the right or the wrong with his comments, Jack? Uh, on A-Rod, yes. On Clemens, uh, no. I mean, A-Rod is uh, obviously uh, a cheat. Or Clemens, uh, I, you know, and, and again, I'm not using my Boston uh, fan base to defend Clemens, but it's never been proven. So, A-Rod, yes. Clemens, no. EJ? Well, Posada, you know, is promoting a book, which I actually want to get now. Because some, some of these things you hear in this book, some of the links on this book, some of the little, like, stories you're hearing from his interviews this week, you know, his, uh, his little press story he's doing this week on ESPN and other, other places. You know, it's a very interesting book, I think. I, I actually may consider it to get in this book when it's, when it's, like, on sale, like, two years on the road, of course. Um, but um, it's his opinion, of course. It's his opinion. I mean, A-Rod, obviously, you know, we know his story. I mean... He's not going to get in at this point because, I mean, he has so, he's burned many, 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 many bridges as it is now. So for him to even get the respect he's getting now that he's playing well is, is a shock in itself. The Clemens thing is kind of tricky because Clemens has been very defiant in his, in his uh, innocence, this whole thing. So I would tend to agree with Jack, you know, with, with A-Rod. I mean, obviously A-Rod is, is, is not going to get in most likely. Clemens, on the other hand, eh. And but you know Posada has a, has a, has a uh, right to his own opinion, of course, and you know maybe maybe he was never that close to those guys. Yeah, Jorge Posada, this is just stupid because he mentions A Rod, mentions Clemens, he does not mention his buddy though, know, Andy Pettit. Yep. So yeah, I mean he's pretty, no he, 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 he's pretty much being the, a huge hypocrite right here because he did not say anything about Andy Pettit because that's his boy. Meanwhile, Andy Pettit was the one who's pretty. I mean, whatever. But whatever facts are proven, whatever. He was doing it for Roger Clemens in Houston. I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, it's just stupid. I hate the Yankees. Um, hot five topic number four. Report. Los Angeles Los Angeles rumored to offer Chicago Bulls guard Jimmy Butler a max ball for sheet this summer. What do you say about that, Jack? Uh, yeah, this, it, I guess this is time for my bathroom break, guys. You can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> Soils through colors. Basketball. Mm. Nope. Raspberries. Um, well, the Lakers are going to, I mean, of course they're going to offer Max because the Lakers need something. They need something. They're, they're, they're not going to be patient. They're not going to wait to see the, wait for the guys they want, you know. So, they're, they're, of course, they're going to stick to the wall. The question is whether Butler is willing to, willing to go this route. Is he really just, you know, I don't know how he feels about Chicago. I don't know how he feels about Thibodeau, especially because of the fact that Tom Thibodeau is actually, you know, it's run him to the ground last two years, and if you see how the wall dangled was last last year or two, I mean that there's, there's, there's definitely consequences for that. Um, but in the case of Jimmy Butler, though, I mean, you, if you're going to ask, take Max Money, you got to take it down while you can. And if the Lakers, I mean, look, there's very few places in the NBA where you you want to be at. LA is one of those places. So I, I, you know, will the Bulls match? That's the real question. Will the Bulls match the? Because remember, he's a easier restricted free agent, not unrestricted. So will the Bulls match the big question? This, this would be beyond stupid if the Lakers gave Jimmy Butler a max contract. I hate the NBA. You, you can have, like, you, you can play well in, like, your last season, and you, you, you deserve $20 million a year. It's stupid. Like, I just don't understand it. Like, Jimmy Butler is not a $20 million a year player. He's a, he's a guy who had a breakout year on a really good team. You're going to put him on a crappy Lakers team for $20 million? No, thank you. Um, I was hot I agree. topic number five. Hot five topic number five. Um... Odell Beckham Jr. wins Madden 16 cover. What are your thoughts on this, EJ? 
Don't get hurt, please. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Jack? Um, I'm a big I'm a big Odell Beckham fan, uh, junior fan, because I, as you know, I collect sports cards, and I have a whole whole stack of Odell Beckham Jr. rookie cards just waiting to, to flood the eBay market with. So uh, go Odell Beckham Jr. I think anything associated with the New York Giants to have the hashtag scumbags to it. So I hate Odell Beckham Jr. I'd rather have the old, the old, the old like Madden covers with John Madden and Pat Summerall with their headsets on. I'd rather have that yeah, on the cover than Odell Beckham that, Jr. See that? While I, I obviously I don't share your old, your old Giants hatred, of course. I'm you know, I actually agree with you there. I miss the old Madden and you know Summerall front covers. The old Madden '92, '91. You know, that is me. Man was me an old. But I, 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 I always do it. I always thought they should bring that back, like, you know, but I, I, I thought they were going to do it when they did 15 years or whatever. I thought they were going to do it. Like, you know, I just don't put that on the cover. I mean, the guy, the guy's been eating off of this game. People wonder why he doesn't do TV and not do anything because everybody in the world buys his game, which hasn't changed at all in the last eight years. So. Yeah, sorry, true. All right, <laughs> we, should, we, should have, we should have Lang Green on in a couple minutes. Uh, when we come back, we'll have Lang Green on, hopefully. He's <laughs> been very quiet right. the last couple hours. And I know, I'm just making sure. Um, it was usual Lang Green show appearance. We'll come back and if you, if you pay more tribute to the, the legend, BB King.
Back here at the Podcast, back here with uh, Chief Studios, all at Boston Jack. We're waiting to press Lane Green. I, want, I don't know if he has a, has a connection problem, but uh, we're waiting to press Lane Green. Also, later on the show, hour number two, we're going to have on Mike Pendleton, your, your boy, G, and our man Matt Whitener talking baseball at 5 o'clock. And my meds are, my meds are coming on the earth now, finally. How the hell do you lose a four game series to the clubs this week? How does that happen? Now, I actually bought Mets tickets. I'll be going June 13th. That's my addition to that story. See the field, baby. See the field. Oh, oh I, I guess we are ready to go. It's time, uh, G. It's time for the Lang Green Show. It's time for the Lang Green Show. Some know him as the Jersey Hershey. We just know him as Lang Green of BasketballInsiders.com. Follow Lang on Twitter at Lang Green for all his full basketball analysis and opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lang Green Show. Oh, it's not knowing it's just you and I. I'll show you. Once again, follow Lang on Twitter at Lang Green with the easy end. He's a problem, of course, all great work at basketballinsiders.com. Our guy Lang Green's Friday, Lang. How you doing? Yo, what's going on, fellas? You know what's going on, Lang? Friday here in the A. <laughs> Big day for the Atlanta fans if they win tonight. Conference finals. Listen, I've been telling you, the conference finals have to come down through Atlanta. The Cleveland Cavaliers will be there. It's going to be electric uh, if it happens, but they have to close out the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. Jack, you, have you enjoyed this series, the Washington-Atlanta series? <laughs> yeah, it's been a great series, back and forth. And, you know, I'm, I'm uh, being a Boston fan, I'm, I'm rooting for Paul Pierce, but uh, I, I don't know if they, they've got enough to beat Atlanta. But that's what I'm saying, though. Everybody's saying, oh, it's a boring series. I actually... I'm surprised you said yes to them one, because, but it's, it's actually been a very entertaining series, though. Well, I think it just comes down to what you're looking for. Like, we see the same thing in boxing, right? When you look at Floyd Mayweather and you say, okay, you know, this guy doesn't necessarily go for the killing instinct. He doesn't have, like, the Mike Tyson high knockout percentage, right? But then when you flip that into basketball, you look at a team like the Golden State Warriors. They push the pace. They, they're, you know, flashy, point shots, crossover dribbles, spin moves. You know, and then you go to the Eastern Conference, and then you look at, like, the Hawks and then the Wizards, and then especially when John Wall wasn't there, you're like, ah, you know, it's a little bit slower. Uh, you don't have as many dynamic personalities. Look like sometimes the camera color is a little bit different on the game, and you just kind of get lulled to sleep. But, however, there's still some good basketball being played within the series. Uh, both teams have been highly competitive, not necessarily efficient, but it's playoff basketball, and you see guys putting it on the line each and every night. Right. Before I get to the plus quickly, I, I have a question to ask you. Why the hell did, did the uh, Pelicans fire Monty Williams? He made the playoffs, first time in four years for the team. Um, they they look good this year in spite of like injuries and whatnot. Why, did, why fire Monty Williams now? Well, you got to understand how the, the league circles work. Like a guy like Dale Dimps, you know, he is going to uh, put himself first in terms of survival. Um, so here's a, a ownership group that wants more, expects more. They're not sure if Monty Williams is the guy. If Dell Demp says, hey, I'm riding with Monty Williams, then guess what? Next year you better come out and win 55, 60 games, right? Uh, and I just think at the same time you got executives. That's what they do. That's what Joe Dumars made a living out of Detroit, you know, basically just bringing in a new coach every two years uh, toward, <laughs> toward the end of his tenure to kind of extend his time as a front office executive. And I think Dell Demp's has the ultimate respect for Monty Williams. They have a great relationship. I actually spent some time with those guys over the past few years. 
I know they have a great rapport, but at the end of the day, you know, Dell Dems has his own vision for the team, and getting rid of Monty now, you know, gives him a couple extra years uh, to put something together. Gee. Um, I'm actually glad you, you, you let in with that question, EJ, because I was wanting to ask you, Lang, um, I was reading, and, and there's rumors that New Orleans might try to reach out to Calipari. It seems like, it seems like there's a rumor every year that one or two teams can reach out to Calipari. This one, that, this one obviously makes sense because of the Anthony Davis connection. connection. If you're Calipari, though, I understand Anthony Davis is probably a top three, top four player in the league. You've coached him. There's a familiarity there. Do you leave Kentucky, though, for New Orleans? No, I think if you see Calipari come to the league, because obviously the guy has an itch. Obviously the mm-hmm. guy wants to show himself to be one of the better basketball minds, and there's no other way to do that but then doing it at the pro level. Because remember, his first stint in the pros, he kind of flamed out, right? I won't say he just completely bombed, but he did flame out a little. So how else do you kind of, you know, get rid of that one little blemish on your resume? you make a triumphant return to the league. However, I think Calipari is going to be very, very smart in terms of what situation he gets into. And I don't know if the New Orleans Pelicans, I don't know if they are the team he would actually leave Kentucky for. Talking to Lang Green, BasketballSires.com, right here on the Earnest Speaking Podcast. Um, Lang, back to the playoffs, man. What the hell happened to the Clippers last night? I, 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 I kind of fell asleep in the fourth quarter. Clippers up 16. I'm thinking, okay, win the series of six. Await the winner of the Warriors-Grizzlies game, uh, game six, obviously. And then I find out, I wake up, well, actually, I woke up, like, a couple minutes after, and the Rockets are up nine late in the fourth. What the hell happened last night? Hey, what, I man? Sometimes it's just guys and teams not knowing how to win at the highest level. And we thought the Clippers got over the hump against the Spurs in game seven. We thought they got over that hump. But now they were up 3-1, kind of coasting into a Western Conference appearance. It seemed like it was going to be Chris Paul's first, Blake Griffin's first. Everyone's high-fiving. Austin Rivers is looking like a legitimate, you know, starting rotational, uh, you know, rotation player. But all of a sudden, the Rockets didn't quit. They just kept nipping kept nipping and nipping and nipping. And then finally, and last night, the Clippers really just, you know, like a boxer. Step back, hit you with a couple combinations, and step back and admire their work. And sometimes when you step back and admire your work, you get hit with a couple shots you don't see coming, and you can never recover. And that's what happened with the Clippers last night. Once the landslide, the, the snow started coming down, the avalanche, they were just kind of dead in the water. And the surprising thing is James Harden wasn't even out there on the court. It was basically the Josh Smith, Corey Brewer show, which is it's even more disheartening for you to lose. That <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Go ahead, G. Um, earlier we were talking about the Orlando Magic, the r- rumors to, uh, r- r- to want to trade for Tom Thibodeau. And I love the fact, like, Thibodeau has proven he could get you there. But he, he, can't, he can't get you over that hump, I guess you could say, which is LeBron James. Like, it, 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 do you think people look at that factor if he stays in the Eastern Conference? Well, I got to tell you this. I mean, LeBron James has made five straight Eastern Conference playoffs. So not only is Thibodeau not getting it done, every mm-hmm. other coach in the Eastern Conference is getting it done. Now, Thibodeau happens to be the guy in that position, right? There's a lot of coaches – around the league that haven't even been in a position to lose to LeBron. So I don't want to discredit Tom Thibodeau too much because he's getting the Bulls in that position. For a while, they were undermanned. They didn't have Derrick Rose. Uh, you know, in one year they kind of bowed out because he tore up his knee. The next year he didn't play, and then the following year he wasn't there. So you're losing to LeBron, but you're not full strength. This year, when you went up 2-1, 
he had a chance to go up 3-1 before LeBron hit that miraculous shot at the buzzer. Yep. I thought this would be the year. But to see Chicago, the way they play, we know them to be tough, have high character, determination, and tenacity. To see them lose by 21 points on their home court in an elimination game shows yeah. you right there that I think these units hit their ceiling with Tom Thibodeau. And it's just time to go. No disrespect to Tom, but sometimes it's just time to go. Jack, any questions? I think it's interesting that to be a coach in the Eastern Conference, your your job now, your prerequisite has to be to beat LeBron. I mean, that's a job that nobody would want. I mean, if that was the prerequisite back in the back in the eighties and nineties, your job is to beat Michael Jordan. I mean, good luck with that. And I just don't see. It. I mean, right now the way the Eastern Conference is kind of like made, I think the Atlanta Hawks have a legitimate shot. I know the I know guys. I know they've looked terrible against Brooklyn. They haven't really set the world on fire against Washington. But there's one thing that the Hawks do well, and they played Cleveland very, very well this year. I mean, they got a couple blowout wins over them. Um, and I just think that the Hawks as a unit, with Cleveland battling injury, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, we don't know the extent of his latest injuries. I just think somewhere down the line, if something, if, if all head breaks loose, it could, you know, go in the Hawks' favor and get a win over that. But am I putting my hard-earned money on the line on that, I'm not sure just yet because LeBron James is playing on another level, man. He's kind of like Neo at the end of that first Matrix when he just sees everything in slow motion. I, I mean, the guy is just on another plane right now. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm also saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 when it comes to Coach Bunnholzer, he's been there. He, he, he's seen the formula of how to beat LeBron James. So the Hawks should be the last team that, that LeBron would want to see in Eastern Conference Finals. Right. I mean, he's seen how to get, you know, how to get it done. Um, or at least uh, attempt to get it done. Because remember, you know, last year he was, uh, you know, in Atlanta and the uh, the Spurs finally got it done the year before that, uh, the Spurs lost. Uh, I, but the thing about it is the Spurs have a mentality that the Hawks don't have. The Spurs are nice guys, but they will cut your throat out at a moment's notice to get what they have to do. The Hawks are nice guys, genuinely, but you don't get that feeling from Al Horford, Paul Millsap, Kyle Corver, and Jeff Teague, the four All-Stars. You don't get that feeling like if they lose a game, that they're in that locker room kicking a hole in the wall and they're not tolerating a loss. Uh, you just don't get that from those guys. And that could be the difference in the series against LeBron James. Think of LeBron James the Cavs. That's some breaking news. According to a report, Coach Dave Blatt will be fired even if the Cavs win the title. That's not a surprise. Well, you would think if they win the title that they would give him another year. Because to win a title as the head coach, I don't care if you if you're putting everything on autopilot, you still have to answer to the media every night. You still have to come out there and draw up the plays in the huddle. The cameras are still on you. I mean, you're not just going through lip service. You have to do something. Um, you're still coaching guys up at the bottom of the bench. You're not, you know, your locker room isn't getting out of control. I think if they win uh, the title, they should at least, he should at least have another year. But I wouldn't be surprised. Everything is kind of geared toward Tyron Lue right now in terms of taking over leadership of that team. I tell you what, I was watching uh, the ABC telecast the other day, and something happened in the final two minutes of the game, and typically they will show the coach's reaction. They didn't show Black. They showed Tyron Lue on the bench react to a foul call, and I said, that's telling. 
when the, you know, the networks start picking up on things like that, someone in the know knows something. So that news report that you just heard could be accurate. Well, this is a quarter McBuker delete report. You know, take take that as for what it's worth. Um, I mean, it's never here or there, but um, he told uh, Doug Gottlieb saying Doug Gottlieb showed that he uh, believes he'll be fired regardless. Of it. But, I mean, the thing is though, that's kind of like what my feeling. Even though it sounds ridiculous, you know, if they go to the finals or win a championship, at the same time, we kind of sort of like sort of rang on the wall the last couple of weeks, especially soon. Like I know, the, I know the black stuff died off when the Cavs turned things around. Remember, Black was fired. Black was hired before LeBron got there, so. That wasn't yep. LeBron's guy, so I mean, that's kind of I don't know. That's kind of I don't know. Um, let me ask you a question though, quickly. Um, do the Warriors close out tonight? Yeah, I think they get it done. I think we ah, saw whether on, Tony whether, whether Tony Allen oh. played last game or not. You just saw something to me in Game Five where it didn't matter what Memphis was going to do. It just looked like Golden State was just going to just weather that storm and still pour it on them. Tony Allen's playing tonight. He's not 100%. Golden State gets the job done, man. And it's going to, they're going to be waiting for the winner of Los Angeles and Houston. Come on, Lane. Which, which will be who? Oh, I mean, you know, listen, right now I'm going. I'm still going with the Clippers. I still think they get it done. I think they're the better team. Uh, I think the Rockets have, to me, played above their heads. No Patrick Beverly. No Donatinus Montejunas. Um, you know, they've been battling their own bit of injuries. Uh, James Harden's been kind of, you know, on and off here and there. Dwight Howard's had his own mental issues. But, I mean, you know, Kevin McHale's had those guys ready to play. But I still think this is Chris Paul's year to get to the Western Conference Finals. And, listen, I love Memphis. I love the way they play. Testament to the old school when I was growing up, hard-hat hard hat basketball. But when I'm looking at them against Golden State, it looks like Golden State took those haymakers from Memphis and we were asking whether, you know, whether they could weather the storm. They not only recovered, but now they look like they're back in full control. And do we see a game seven of uh, Hawks Wizards? No, I say Atlanta closes that out, man. We can start preparing uh, for the Eastern Conference Finals uh, to be uh, here in Atlanta. All right, what's going to follow on Twitter at Lang Green Eat the we'll See you next Friday, man. Great, great job as always. Hey, no doubt, guys. Thank you. Thank you, right, man. All right, that's the man, Lang Green, BasketballTires dot com. Uh, once got the breaking news that uh, is not official, obviously, and. But report called Rick Bucher to reach report that uh, uh, Dave Blatt um, will be fired even if the Cavs. Well, he believes the Cavs, he'll be fired even if the Cavs win the title. You know, it's funny. All this stuff is LeBron's influence. All this stuff. You know, LeBron won't say it, but LeBron has the, the passive-aggressive thing going on. He has his people in place to, to kind of stir things up. This is kind of, cause this is quite, kind of reason why I don't mind him, mind him being gone from Miami. And I think it's kind of no. Well, his thing though, the Cavaliers are going to do whatever LeBron wants. Pat Riley ain't, ain't like that. Sorry, ain't going on like that. Pat Riley. Sorry, you know that. Still, yeah, yeah, You didn't say, "Oh, I'm kind of glad he's not here for that." Get out of here. No, no, that's straight up lie. No, I didn't say I'm not glad he's not here. But what I'm saying is, I just with all the infighting, he he sometimes. People like LeBron and, you know, those guys, those top-tier guys, they come with a headache. You know? Passive aggressive. Get the hell out of here with that crap. Anyway. Get out of here with you. Get out of here with you. you. That's not Hold on. You hate LeBron. You are so – you're still butthurt over this thing, and you should be. Like I told you, you should be mad. You still should be mad. So why are you criticizing me for that? Let me let me be butthurt about it. Because you're lying to yourself. What you're doing right now, you're saying that you're trying to convince yourself otherwise. 
That's what you're doing right now. Shut the hell up! <laughs> you know I'm hey, right. Jack, hey, Jack, are you awake yet? <laughs> somebody get that. Somebody get that guy a laxative. <laughs> Shut the hell up! <laughs> New soundbite on Earth speaking. <laughs> Terrific. Oh God! All right, we come back. We're gonna talk. Uh, you know, actually, we're gonna discuss. Uh, did you hear uh, Bobby Bowden's comments on James Winston on Paul Feinbaum this week? No, but but, but I guess we will when we come back. Yeah, we will next Earth Speak podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball as you kick off hour number two. Of course, Mike Pendleton's will be on the show at five thirty. Talk about some more Deflate Gate. Um, you guys, have you guys followed the uh, the, the story of? Uh, it's been a big week. A lot of football talk still. You know, it's funny baseball. Baseball, you know, starting up and, and basketball playoffs and hockey playoffs been great. But once again, we re- remember why football is still the biggest uh, sport in the world here in, in America. Um, that's, that's kind of a conundrum in the world in America. That's kind of that's really stupid. Of me to see that actually, that's so stupid. That's so, what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Gee, are you still ironing your, uh, your 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 uh, outfit? I'm not, not an outfit. It's a dress shirt. I mean, dress shirt? <laughs> not an outfit. I'm ironing my dress shirt like an adult would. Yes, I am. That's very true. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so you know, this week by about you know was on Paul Feinbaum's show, and. Of course, my mom, you know, likes to kneel people. He uh, asked Bowden about, you know, his thoughts on James Winston's last two years here at Florida State. Of course, Winston was drafted by, you know, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the first overall pick in the draft this year. Um, by Bowden says that, quote, that Winston was an embarrassment to the school among him and, and boosters. And there's, 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 a, there's a divide here. As you know, I'm a, I'm a Seminoles fan. So there's a divide here between people, people who are Winston fans who think by Bowden's not alive with saying what he said. Of course, a lot of people who are old school things about him is correctly said. And to me, when I heard the news, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, you know what? First off, Bob Bowden's 80, what, 88 years old, 87 years old? 
So old. I don't maybe, know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you know, you know, you know the old saying: when you when you reach a certain point, you said you said tell you want with no consequences, and that's it. But you know, I I thought I felt it important to get the entire context of of uh, what he said. Like when you when you see the when you see the actual uh, or hear the clip of when you say oh Bowden's uh, thinks that he's an embarrassment, you automatically think oh wow that's that's kind of harsh. Despite despite everything, despite the you know, the allegations, despite the crab legs, despite the you know the the stealing the soda Burger King or the you know the the bleeper and the bleep uh, shouting at the at the thing. He's a, I mean the kid that's a kid. I'm not justifying it, but he's a kid. You know you would say think that's a little too harsh and comes in terms of a uh, a uh, Bowden. But I actually got to hold the clip, and when you hear the clip, it, this is a little more context to it. Here's what, here's what Bowden said. On, here's what Bowden actually said on the Paul Feinbaum show this Tuesday. Shut the hell up! Oh, Shut up! Whoa! Where is the clip at? Come on, Bowden. Oh my god! I would have done clip loaded properly. You mean you, mean so, you didn't do that on purpose? <laughs> no, I did not do it on purpose, actually. Oh, I thought you did it on purpose. I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my! Well, I guess we don't have wow. the clip. Um, I guess so not. Right now. We'll get we'll get we'll get in a second. We'll get in a second. I that was you being accidentally. That was you being accidentally funny. Wow, that's the only way he's funny. Wow. <laughs> Your thoughts, guys. Your thoughts. Um, I, 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 I guess if you're Bowden, honestly, if you're Bowden, you kind of have the right to say whatever you want at that point about Florida State and how people represent that brand. You, you do. You earn that right. Um, it was like, I mean, it's a different contest because Joe Paterno thought about it differently, but Joe Paterno could say that about any player from Penn State. You know, that, that there's very few coaches that could, that could, that, that could say something about a university. And you got to just lean towards your side because they've been there. Winston was there, what, played two years? You know, I mean, I kind of ride with Bowden over here. Yeah, of course. I do, too. Jack? I kind of wanted to hear the clip because I saw the thread <laughs> where, and I'm not trying to be accidentally funny like you were, but I saw the thread where he criticized Winston, but I wanted to hear the thread just to hear, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the tone of his voice. The tone, yeah. <laughs> You know, the situation was obviously an embarrassment, but, you know, what was the, actually the tone of his voice? Was was it Jameis Winston or was it the the situation that he was blaming more? So, I, you know, if you can find that clip, hey, fire it up. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great, And I'm going to. The thing is, like, what's funny is, like, like, when you hear him talk about it, it's like it has the, grandf- the grandfatherly uh, vibe to it. Like, you know, you know, you know he's uh, he he was embarrassed to the school, but you know at the same time you know he could turn things around and he's a good kid. And I think he'll do. You know that, that's kind of how the clip went. I'll, I'll try to hold the clip, man. I, I, I don't know what the hell happened to it. I, I loaded it up a little while ago. That's Worst that's podcast the, uh, host in America. You prove it. You yeah. prove it every week. I, I say it every week, and you prove it every week. In America, in the world, right? America, in the world. I I don't know what they do in Australia. <laughs> I can't speak for them. But yeah, definitely. Why 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 is that? Why I mean, Australia? I mean, I still like you though. You're right. Shut the hell up! <laughs> I love it. Um, I don't know, but by Bowden, you know, he has he he say what he wants, and people will think that he's he's in the right. You know, yeah, people say, oh, he's wrong. I mean, 
But I want, I want, I wonder the people who think you like, okay, Myron Roll, former Seminole, former Roll Scholar. He thought he was wrong for that. I wonder if he heard the actual audio because Paul Feinbaum and his crew didn't put out the entire context of the, the entire the entire uh, thing. You just hear the one thing, the one quote, embarrassing, embarrassment to the uh, to the school, and all, all American think, oh, that's wrong. And, and, and also, yeah, you got to remember, you got, when it comes to Paul Feinbaum, he's SEC biased 100%. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it, 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 if this was, you know, if this was Saban or any coach from the SEC, nothing would be taken out of context. Everything would be clean. You know, so, of course, you know, anything, anything if it's outside the SEC, he's very, very much on the SEC side, so he'll make him look bad. Jack, do you watch Mad Men? Oh, I'm sorry, say again? Do you watch, do you watch Mad Men? TV show? Uh, I just got into it. I'm I, I'm I'm torn between that and I'm I just got into Game of Thrones too. I only have only so many hours in a day, man. <laughs> you know, well, you know, the series finale is not coming up uh, this this Sunday for Mad Men, the last episode ever at the end of an era. And nobody uh, in this channel watches this show but me and our next guest when we come back. Um, I'm number two in the way. We're, we're going to talk Mad Men series finale um, and some baseball too, right? Some baseball, right? 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 Gene? Just 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 a little bit. <laughs> Okay. You come back. Our good friend Matt Whitener, Sports Fan Journal, the leader of the Cheap Seats, online next. Back here, our number two of the Orange Week 
Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest CJ Christian. Once again, this is the Ernest Podcast presented by the Happy Hour Network, as well as NGSports.com, because we never stop. Once again, joined by G Celio and Boston Jack. And, dude, it's not, not on you guys, it's on me all day. That might have been the worst hour of radio I think I've ever done. Uh, I'm glad to have been part of it. By the way, I think at the clip for the bottom clip. Here's the bottom clip, actually. I found it. Here is a bottom clip uh, from the Paul Pat Five Mile Show before we bring him in. I think it's a consensus among Florida State fans and boosters that he was an embarrassment in a lot of ways to the university. Uh, he won a lot of ball games, probably one of the best football players that ever attended Florida State, but he hurt himself off the field. And the good news is he's young enough to get over that. He just can't make those junior high school decisions that he made when he was in college. Big difference, huh? You know what's funny? That yeah, yeah, he shows how old he is. He said junior high school. I think it's just middle school now. I don't think they have junior high schools anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. No, oh, well, what, poor what Bobby. I'm, poor Bobby. What does Matt have to say about, about, about Biden's thoughts? Shut the hell up! God, you're going to abuse that drop so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mad Dog Russo. You, you bastard. <laughs> anyway, time for cheap seats. Time for the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> It's time for Cheap Seats Weekly with Matt Whitener, St. Louis Cardinals homer and baseball guru. Find him on Twitter at Cheap Seats Please or at SportsFanJournal.com. It's all about the game, and how you play it. All about control, and if you can take it. All about your shit, and if you can play it. It's all about pain. Well, right now is Cheap Seats Monthly because... We're not at the point of the year where we bring in Matt every week because uh, we still got other business to take care of. Though. But follow me on Twitter at Chief Seat Fan. All his great work at the Sports Fan Journal, I-70 Baseball, where he covers the Cardinals, as well as CheapSeatPlease.wordpress.com. My man, Matt Whiter's here. Matt, what's up? What's the word, man? I'm Thunderbird, man. What's the word? I just, I just <laughs> had the worst hour. Of, I, just, I just had the worst hour of radio. Let's let's just change let's let's change the narrative right now if we can. Did did you just lean on G and let him get you through the quarter? G adds to the problem because G was you know G's the one telling me what are you doing? What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? There you go. That's the teamwork you need right there. That's the that's the that's the type of teamwork that the Seventy Sixers would be proud of right there. <laughs> um, Matt, let me ask a question, and I, 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 I want to talk Mad Men with you and Game of Thrones in a second, but um, quickly, how the hell did the Mets lose to the Cubs four straight in the sweep? <laughs> well, because I think that both teams are playing at, 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 at some odd levels for themselves right now, so when you put two teams there that are kind of like one that's been flying really higher than you expect them to, and then another one that's been maybe just slightly underachieving if you subscribe to that to the thing that the Cubs are going to be this great powerhouse this year. That That's what's going to kind of happen. I think they both ran into each other at, well, the wrong time for the Mets or the perfect time for the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, should I be worried from a Mets fan about this little slump or is it just a little blip, you think? 
Uh, I'd be more worried about the Nationals starting to kind of come alive and push up the standings than I would be that. But, you know, with that being said, if you get off to an unexpected start and you can create treadway to stay above the pack, you got to do it. I mean, because that you can, you know, every game counts in the end. And, you know, people say it doesn't count until, you know, at this point. Well, you know, those games you lose in May are still going to be there in September. So, you know, it's getting to the point now where, you know, you might start to see people separate from the pack that are a little better than we thought they would be. So take advantage of the fact that another team doesn't get off to a quick start because you'll need it later on. Basically, the honeymoon's over, right? Say it again. Basically, basically the honeymoon's over. All the fun I had lately. Well, yeah. Retweeting retweeting Jim Brewer's uh, reaction. You know, all the – Yeah, Jim Brewer – well, Jim Brewer's kind of crossed into the Hunter Pent zone, hasn't he? A little bit. It's, 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 that's funny. If we can keep the Mets going so that that keeps going, there could be an epic collapse from him at some point in the year, which would be worth it. So, you know, let's, let's, let's go with that. But I mean, if, they can play, if they can play to this level without David Wright and without Travis Dierno, you know, you got to just win the games that you can win when you don't have the full-strength team, especially if you're a team like the Mets are playing a little bit above where they should be. So, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, convince folks. Get to the part of the season where you want to be a buyer. You know, get to the point where you're going to keep pushing and, and seeing what's there. So, um, you know, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a more interesting race out east than it originally pegged up to be, that's for sure. Well, Nationals doing the thing that, the thing that they should be doing, which is winning ball games. So, they're supposed to be this good. Yeah, well, I mean – you know, they got off to that terrible start, and a lot of it was by their own doing. You know, a few injury issues there, but, you know, I, I think Bryce Harper's stepping up now and starting to be that guy that, you know, they can jump on his back and he can carry him for a little while. And, you know, Scherzer's been pitching amazing. Uh, you know, they're dealing with a few injury issues there, you know, but, you know, you got Yanel Escobar is playing a little better than, well, actually way better than you expect him to. Um, you can bridge the gap because that's kind of what the Nats do every year. I mean, I've been, never went post-to-post with a completely healthy club. So, I mean, they always kind of overcome things and are still pretty good. So, they're they're a resilient team. So, I wouldn't count on them being a team that's going to flail for too long at any point in the year. All right, G. Well, Matt, what do you think the end game is going to be between Troy Tillowitzki and the Colorado Rockies? It looks like he doesn't want to quote-unquote force a trade, but he also doesn't want to really be there either. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like Troy Tillowitzki's been on somebody's trade block, regardless of where it's come from, since what, like 2009? You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's been forever. I, it's tough to say. If he's the one that starts pushing now, in the past, I'm not sure that he's really been the one that's been starting those rumors as much. But at, at this point, if he's starting to make the push, the Rockies really aren't showing that they're going to be much different than they've been any other year. Uh, you got to at least listen to it. Um, you know, if you get a team, if, that, if a team like the Rockies that are pretty much bound to two tough contracts between him and Carlos Gonzalez with two players that are tough to predict year to year, you know, if you can get the type of haul that you would get for Troy Tulowitzki, you got to do it. But, you know, they're playing kind of, you know, cat and mouse right now about whose intent it is. So who knows what's going to happen there. I mean, it feels like we talk about this every year when it comes to him. Jack, any questions? Jack, even here? Oh, I'm still uh, here. I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was listening to you guys and, and the whole Colorado Rockies thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's still awake. <laughs> I, I, I think it, I, I think I, I think it took Russo's uh, comments to to heart. He had the seat kicked back. It sounds like I'm jealous. <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. Any question? I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look at me. Shut the hell up! I've gotten, I've gotten, I've gotten too good at this thing now, man. I'm answering all the questions in the first two minutes of the segment. We got to throw a few yeah, I'm uh, you, curves. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for you to ask me a question. You always, you always, every every time the show, you always ask me a question every time. Uh, every time. That, that part of the year, that part of the year comes up more or less when it's the weekly segment. Because then I can torture you. <laughs> I have to haunt you then. That's coming. You don't have to worry about so me until like the July. end of next month. Yeah, I know, right? So, yeah. So just believe well, I'm writing they, them down. Which by which by then, you know, of course, G, you know, G's good now. Oh man, I miss you. I'll see you a lot. Come August, September, when we're gonna groove. He's gonna hate gonna me by like yeah. the second week of July. When does it start? When does it start? The first week of July, he's gonna hate me like halfway through that segment when he realizes there's like 15 more in a row coming up. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! I'm reading, a, I'm reading this weird story on. Hold on, breaking news. <laughs> According to Black Sports Online, a woman cuts off a breast of boyfriend's mistress at her funeral. <laughs> what the hell? Hey. Everybody just sat there and watched. Hey, check the That's Hey, a... I, I retweeted it with a picture. Uh, <laughs> just, I'm just looking look insane. You can. That's seeing the beef all the way through right there. I mean, that's 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 being determined in your past. <laughs> um, quickly, also the Yankees another loss in a row, man. But I mean, they're, they're, are, are, do you think they're overachieving now? The Yankees? I mean, I know they're not. Uh, you know recently, what? But. I said the Yankees would finish third in that division because you know, on one end of the on the one end, if everything worked out exactly like you would expect it to, the Yankees are being the team that they probably should be. You know. Um, but it never tends to work out in their favor for a long term. But if you really look at that team, you look how it's built, and then you add in the fact that they are getting regular contributions from A-Rod, I mean, this is kind of what they're supposed to do, I mean, I I think. So, um, you know, right now I wouldn't say that they're a fluke. I I don't think that they can take too many injuries. If if too many people, too many more people, I should say, get hurt on that team, you can see a torpedo in a hurry. But, I mean, considering the fact that the AL East has been kind of unsteady thus far in the year anyway, and it was kind of bound to be that way when you looked at it from the start, they're probably the team that's best set in that, divi- in that division to actually kind of stay in the middle and be pushed up or pushed down by what else happens. So, yeah, no, no big surprise there. Um, what are you expecting for Josh Hamilton when he comes back to the Rangers lineup? I'm thinking fourth outfielder probably. I, I don't know. That's tough to call. Yeah, I, I'm sure they'll walk him in. There's so many guys on that team that are kind of you don't know what to expect day to day. I mean, you've got Shinshu Chu that's turned it on, but you know he was struggling for a while there. Adrian Beltre's been off to a slow start. That won't last. You know, but it, it's clearly it's a team that he can fit in and make a legitimate impact. But you know, you just it's been so long since he's played, and and I think that they're doing the right thing by keeping him out of the mix for a while. But you know, he's he's just, you know, I mean, you know, I, I don't need to explain him. I mean, everybody knows what he's capable of. I mean, we're talking about a former American League MVP within the last five years, you know. So, and, and he's not an old guy where his skills would really be eroded that much either. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I think either it's a big hit or it's something that just kind of falls off the map in a hurry. I'm excited to you about the uh, series finale of Mad Men. Do you like season seven? The direction's gone. I, I, I'm, I find myself getting a little depressed a little bit. Um, these, some of these storylines are some of these storylines have been really really sad, man. Like the 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 uh, well, I, I, Jack, if you listen to this, if you listen to this, man, maybe like, cover your ears quick because there's a little bit of spoilers here. But the whole storyline with, with Betty, <laughs> Betty Draper is so depressing. 
Yeah, that was that was a shocker, man. I mean, I kind of was sitting there watching it. I was doing something else, and I looked up like, wow, they're serious. I mean, you know, you got to figure next week Don will find out. You know, I don't know what he's doing. Is he trying to go back home right now, or what? what's oh, happening he, with that? I, I, have no, I don't know what the hell he's doing, dude. He's just driving around. He's in, what's, what's Don's in having a now? midlife Can't. crisis. Don's having a midlife crisis because he's kind of like the beacon of the 60s, and the 60s are about to run out, you know, so – I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. It's really interesting. I mean, they're even making Pete look like a look like a really good guy. So, um, yeah, Pete. And all of a sudden, Pete now gets his family back, oh, and he's a good guy. I'll tell you right like, Dude, now, what a turnaround! If 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 I was nailing Allison Bree, and then I ruined it, I'd get nostalgic too. So I don't blame him, man. <laughs> Pete, Pete Campbell's doing the right thing here. So you know that, that's, that's just. That's just that's just basic common sense right there. But um, it, I don't know. I got the feeling that this finale is going to be a lot that happens in one hour because there's so many things that are just kind of floating out there. There's no one story that's leading towards a particular point. So there's a lot of people you got to bring resolution to in a really short amount of time. So I, I, I'm interested to see what happens, but I, I really can't call where it's going right now. I think we might be in store for one of those kind of soprano-like finales, not necessarily the last minute of it, but... You know where it's kind of like what's going to happen. Don't say anything. We're running I, out of still, time. I, I haven't finished that yet, so don't say anything about. Don't say about the problems. I, there's yeah, nothing I, I can tell you. There's absolutely nothing I can tell you that will ruin it. So don't worry about that. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, nothing. Wait, did you watch Sopranos also? Gee, no, I, I, I didn't know how it ended. He's absolutely right without me telling Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> I, like, there's literally it is the, the English language is incapable for me to tell you something <laughs> to ruin the end of that show. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get G in the Game of Thrones, man. I don't think he's gonna do it. I don't know, man. That, I'm not watching. That, it, 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 that's, it, Game of Thrones, man. You got to be in a mental place to take that on this far along. I'm glad I got into it in like season two or three, or I wouldn't be able to do it either. Man, now, I, I, I already told EJ, like I, I, I can't get into shows if I'm not there from jump. Like I, I'm not one of those Netflix guys who could catch up to. A, I just can't do it. If, 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 I, if, if I'm not where you from jump, I, I can't follow. I, I became a Netflix guy with a few shows, and, it, and it, it, I can't do it every show, though. I do agree with that. But um, I did become a Netflix guy with a few shows, and I was glad I did. You know, Sons of Anarchy was like that. Breaking Bad was like that. Um, otherwise, though, no, it's tough. I, I did watch the whole first season of Game of Thrones at once, and it took me probably another year to really link everything together because that show, you got to watch it week to week. No, I, I think I – think, uh... GLT is one. It's funny because I, I, as I told you in the past before too, Game of Thrones is one of those shows where I normally wouldn't watch that kind of show, but because of you know, you know, because the the angle is so great, it loop it is kind of and, and to be honest with you, the uh, the dialogue is so is so simplified. Like most shows like that, the dialogue is a lot more old school and whatnot. To the point you can almost can't follow it. Um, but you know. I thought the dialogue basically they dumbed down the dialogue, you know, to the point where now it's easy to follow for me. Yeah, I'm calling myself dumb, G. Uh, Worst podcast host in America. Hey, hey, shut up, Jack. Where are you? Where are you now? The Game of Thrones. I am halfway through season three yet, so I haven't got up to the episode where Chris Russo gets killed. I'm I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> oh man. Oh, man. Shut what the hell up! That <laughs> oh. Ugh. I never need to see that again. Chris Russo. Did you hear Chris Russo's rant on, on Tom Brady, uh, uh, Matt? 
No. Here it is. I, I, I have intentionally. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. I have intentionally stayed away from everything that even smells like the NFL because I am so tired of mm. this bullshit of them dropping stories <laughs> in the middle of the summer all the time <laughs> that have nothing to do with football, and then we got to talk about the NFL in the middle of the NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball season. You know, f you NFL. Wait your turn. Oh! He's right. Though. Oh, actually, I want to ask you. Now that you mentioned that, you had a tweet today. We, we, we should play. T- we should play today. Uh, Chiefs fans' uh, tweets. Matt Weiner's tweet to the day. We think. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'd rather read Matt's tweets. I'd rather read Matt's than Juan. I tweeted really? like twice. I think this morning. That's it. Oh, you're lame. Yeah. What did I say? Come on, LeBron. I made a joke about Megan Fox getting knocked up by a Ninja Turtle. I remember that. <laughs> that's already better than everything Juan wrote last week. So that's so that's so that's out there for the public consumption. <laughs> let me find these. Let me, let me find these uh, tweets real quick, though. But I think no, I you, retweeted you, something that I wrote that that, that Clinkscale tweeted. But that's it, though. Okay, you, you, here, here's one tweet. I'm convinced that LeBron James is going to annually end my NBA fanhood for the rest of his, of his life. What does that mean? I, I think that. I think that LeBron James has ended the Bulls' season for like the last ten years in a row. Oh, <laughs> like that, like that. He, no matter what happens, he could find some way to knock the Bulls out of the Eastern Conference semis from the Western Conference. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that he could have signed in LA, and they would have found a way for the fucking Lakers to play the Bulls and the team to lose that way. It was funny, EJ. You know, it, it was funny, Matt. EJ. It, it's like yeah. I mean, EJ's always telling me he's nervous to bring on like Bob Sullivan, Arena Freshly, because the things they say. Meanwhile, that curse is pretty much all the time now, and, <laughs> and you never worry about that on the podcast. Because I'm gonna, because I'm gonna slide it in there when you don't think it's happening. I'm not gonna just open it up with one. It doesn't matter. I'm from Attitude Era. Oh my God, <laughs> that's the worst, dude. <laughs> All right, seven hours ago. Good morning. No, that was the tweet on the other side of the tweet that I started today with. Oh, uh, I, I, I wanted to elaborate on good morning. That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, I never just say good morning. It's got to be a follow up to something completely ridiculous because I don't really care about saying here's, good morning here's- to people. Here's a good one from 22 hours ago. Man, this cat, Mr. Hughes, wrestled in a full-out shirt inside box set special outfit with the suspenders. I'm crying. Look that. <laughs> he did, man. He had that little suit, that little thing you can get from Walgreens. Like, if you spill something on your shirt, you need a tie and a shirt in a hurry. Hmm. One day ago, I'm in line behind four people that have never been to Chipotle before, and they're questing to pulling my patience levels I've never seen before. They asked a question about everything in the line at Chipotle while there were like 40 of us behind them. It was like we're trying to get in the gates of heaven and somebody was asking where they were at. But I've never, I've never eaten there, surprisingly enough. <laughs> as long as Cena has a U.S. strap, put the Intercontinental title back on Barrett. Give it a heel run. Yeah, man. Why not? <laughs> How about three I days tweeted ago? like ten times this week, I think. I know. You've been very lame. You've been very lame on tweets this week. 
Um, three days I'm, ago. I'm trying to give people. I'm, I'm giving people the NBA playoffs, so I don't that game cast them to death with the regional stuff I got to do. Yeah. How about uh, three days ago? This is an instant vintage, my lord. I don't know what I was talking about, so it happened. <laughs> <laughs> drunk. What are you doing? What are you doing I was 29 years. I was 29 years old three years ago. You know how much terrible oh, three things days I've ago, done. Bro. Three, three days ago, bro. Three days ago. Oh, oh, three years ago. Oh. Three years ago. Get out of here. Oh, I have no idea what three days ago was at all. Oh, this one. Three days ago. The NFL did what to who? Oh, yeah. Well, that's when I found out that they, that they actually put Brady on the shelf. Of course it's not going to last because that would be completely ridiculous to shake up my fantasy football draft. But it's Ooh. nice to see that they did something. Because we can't do that. Because that that'd be, that'd be wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> Last yeah, that's one how, here. That's how I pay for Christmas presents for everybody in fantasy football. <laughs> Last one here. So about fantasy football, well, a lot less people would have happy tidings from me come December. Okay. Last one here. Bob Dylan is here tonight and and at the only venue in the city where I don't have a connection at. This can't be lost. Great story. Great story about that. Somebody DM'd me right after that and said, what do, you act, what do you want? Let me check in with somebody. I was like, it's great. It's great to be king. There we go. But I ended up having to do something else anyway, so I didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> so let me there ask you, great, great, grading on an Antoine Stanley curve, uh, G, how interesting, how interesting is, uh, is uh, Matt's life compared to Antoine's? I, I, I like Matt a lot better. Like, Antoine was talking, what show was he talking about? And he couldn't let it go. He was talking about some show. Uncle Buck. Yeah, Uncle Buck. and I was looking up for that. But, uh, but once again, this goes back on you being the worst podcast host ever because you, you should actually do this, like, a, a night or two before and figure out what tweets you're going to read instead of doing it live and just picking and choosing on the spot. It's so it sounds better randomly. It's, it's your bad once again. It, it comes. Uh, it comes organically. Yeah. Let it let it simmer. Let 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 the process go through. If you screw up, we screw up. Who cares? Live show. Like an I care. You care. It's like a tweet enema. There we go. Anyway, follow Matt on Twitter at Cheap Seat Fan. Always great work at the Sports Fan Journal. Matt, we'll see you. I guess next month again. Uh, something. I'll still be here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Counting down the days until G hates me in August. Oh, yeah. I will. What, 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 there's certain, certain things you can depend on. That's that. I, oh, hey, the sun's got to come up, too, and that's it. Oh, quickly, before I go, quickly, uh, Tom Thibodeau, when will we be fired? Tomorrow? Next week? Next what? What do you think? Uh, uh, when's the draft? we got to get it done a few weeks before that, at least. So, I don't know. He'll probably be gone pretty close to around the finals, I guess. I, I don't quite understand that, but... After the Harbaugh, the Harbaugh thing earlier this year, I, I just give given up trying to understand why coaches get fired and they don't anymore. Mark Jackson, too. So, yeah, true. I All right, Matt. Know. I'll see you soon. I know. Take care. That's the man, Matt Whitener, Sports Fan Journal, right here, Ernest Speaking Podcast. Quick break. Uh, we come back. We're going to, I don't know. What song want to hear, G? Give me a song I want to hear. Did you get Domino's Sweet Potato Pie like I asked you? Uh no, I forgot to get that. I hate you, man. I had, a, I, had I, 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 I'll tell you what, I, 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 I will get it for you before the show's over. How's that, how's that sound? Whatever. Okay. All right, we come back. More uh, talk. We'll talk the fight gate next. More. That's all I want to hear, hear about is uh shrinking balls.
right, back here on the podcast. Um, no Mike Pelton today. Uh, we're going to have the rest of the show to ourselves. Um, but we actually got to rant into the green room a while ago. Uh, Jack, you know, who's been quiet for the last hour because we saw basketball, which, of course, he really doesn't, uh, I, I guess, I don't say care about, but I don't think he really uh, doesn't care about it, I guess, right, Jack? <laughs> and in baseball, yeah. I think it's a Colorado Rockies discussion. Eh, or, <laughs> yeah, you lost me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he took Chris Russo's uh, advice to heart, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. He hurt my feeling. Shut the hell up! <laughs> anyway, we got a little rant about Pete Rose. and You want to talk about the fight game, I guess? Well, some Towards of the, the comparisons game? I'm seeing, you know, because I'm reading some of the threads, I'm reading as many blogs, and watching the interviews and people comparing, you know, Pete Rose to Tom Brady. If, if Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, then neither should Tom. Where is that comparison coming from? I mean, to compare betting on baseball, which is the unforgivable baseball sin, to allegedly a guy, a legend, letting, telling somebody, not doing it directly, but telling his boys to let a little air out of a football to condition it the way I want to, you know, not, you know, flatten it out so it looks like a Frisbee with threads, but just let a little air out so it's the way I want it. And then comparing Pete Rose to Tom Brady, I mean... I, I don't understand how, how fans can take it that far. Where, where is all this support for Pete coming from? And, and like we talked about, statistically, his numbers belong in the Hall of Fame, but the guy screwed up. And not only that, from, from all accounts, he's not a nice guy. So where is all this support coming from? Where is this, where is this grassroots, you know, get Pete in the Hall of Fame coming from? Um, and, then, and, and then the whole, you know, Brady's a cheat, Brady's a cheat. I mean, there is direct unrefutable evidence that Pete Rose did what he did. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't get all this support for Pete and, and all the backlash for Brady. It, 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 I mean, explain it to me like I'm, a, like I'm an eight-year-old. But let me ask a question. Are you actually a Pete, a Pete Rose? Uh, Do you think he, he... If you had a vote right now, would, the, everything we know about Pete Rose, the gambling, all that stuff, would you actually vote him in? Yeah, you, got, you have to. It, it, if it's a if it's a statistical club, was he one of the best players in baseball during his generation? I mean, come on, of course he was. What he did, you know, was bad, and and the argument is he did it while he was a manager. So okay, don't put him in as a manager. Okay, I get it. Player put him in, but he, he wasn't a nice guy, from what I hear. So I mean, and, and that that will affect you, and if you don't think. Sports writers will remember that you're not a nice guy. I mean, people forget that, you know, going all the way back to Ted Williams. The year Ted Williams hit 400, he wasn't the MVP. Can you imagine that in baseball, Major League Baseball today, if somebody hit 400, them not being the MVP because some sports writer, some clown, didn't even put him on the ballot? You get you get 20, well, like 20 votes to leave him completely off the ballot because you pissed off a sports writer? It's amazing the power that sports writers have. And um, it can keep somebody out of the Hall of Fame if you're not a nice guy. And Pete Rose wasn't a nice guy, but now he's getting the support. Where is it coming from? Is it, is it, the, is it the fans? Is it the writers? Is it the, you know, the, the bloggers? I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I guess, yeah, I guess the younger generation, I guess, don't really 
looked down badly on the things that he did as opposed to like the things that we hear now on Brady. It, it, it comes down to like people who we prefer. It, it comes down to, it, dude. At the end of the day, it's all popularity contest. You know that, right? Yes. And it's, it's what it comes down to. I mean, it, it's that simple. You know, if you like the guy, like if you're a Pats fan, what, what, you're going to support Tom Brady. If you if you hate Tom Brady, you're going to be uh, if you're a Dolphins fan, a Jets fan. Oh, Tom Brady's worst human in the world. But I can like a player and still think he's a prick. I mean, case in point, I think Barry Bo- I think Barry Bonds belongs in the Hall of Fame. For all you know, accounts, not a nice guy. Um, Sammy Sosa, Sammy Sosa was apparently a nice guy. So I mean, uh, I mean, how does it help and 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 hurt you? I mean, if you don't give the interview to the sports writer, they can really blackball you. Speaking of sports writer, you know what sports writer really annoys me still, even though he's not, no longer relevant, is Jay Mariotti. Oh, hated that piece, Tom Bill. That that was. <laughs> I let me tell you, I used to. Be you read that too, Gene? You read that one? Yeah, I, I used to be a Jay Mariotti fan when he was on Around the Horn. You know, yeah. um, he was a, he was a Chicago Homer. You know, he I, I think he brought up Michael Jordan every single time he could on that show. You know, and he was entertaining. It was like him and him and Woody Page were pretty much go back and forth, entertaining. And then he got fired from ESPN because. He basically was, like, stalking and, like, assaulting his ex-girlfriend. I mean, that, that case in point. I mean, that's all it was. So for him to have the audacity to, to write this whole lecture, Bill Simmons, pretty much calling Bill Simmons an overrated hack, you know, and it, 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 he was basically, like, discrediting anything Bill Simmons has done. He was discrediting ESPN, and I don't know, he, he was writing about for some rinky-dink website or whatever, Jay Mariotti's writing for Jay Mariotti has to realize everything he says for the rest of his life is irrelevant because of the person he is. You won't talk about Pete Rose or, or any of the other baseball players being a scumbag. Jay Mariotti is straight up scumbag. And I, I used to be a fan of his until the story came out. And I, I don't even know why people gave play to what Jay Mariotti said about Bill Simmons because he shouldn't be working in the industry. He shouldn't be doing anything close to anybody. Everything he says is irrelevant. That's true. You know, weird, you, know, you know what's weird also, too, about, about people who have fallen on the earth? You know, you know one guy I was really popular in the 90s and like now was, like, falling on the earth now? I mean, obviously, I think he's retired now, but the, but people don't respect him anymore. Peter Vesey. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 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 you know how you know his career's gone gone down? He follows me on Twitter. That's how you know his <laughs> career ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, your name is G. Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> you, should, you should read my timeline one day. Let's do it now. No, 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 no. We're having a good conversation. Let's stop. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> but I, I, you know what? I, 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 no, I actually want to bring up to Jack about that. Does it really bother you I, I, when you're talking about the nice guy thing or just being a terrible guy thing? Does it bother you? That Pete Rose or these other guys aren't nice guys. Are you just saying, but for for the sake of their reputation to get into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. You know that Pete's okay. a nice guy or not or, or not a nice guy. But I'm just saying, um, where is the comparison? Where I mean, is Brady? I mean, is is his public relations that bad that Pete Rose would rise above, you know, Brady as far? I mean, I've never seen Brady, you know, do an interview where he sounded you know, kind of condescending and arrogant and patronizing. I mean, he, he seems like I mean, when he did that. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I would say kind of, I'm a Brady guy, and that's why I kind of like him, because he kind of does a little, like, 
He has little condescending stats here and there. I, I'm a Brady fan. I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Brady fan. I, I, I tell EJ, I don't own a lot of football jerseys. I own this all right. I actually like him because he's a little. He has a little bit of arrogance to him. And 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 when it comes to the Pete Rose thing, I I discussed how baseball is just an old man sport over and over again with EJ. I I think people, especially nowadays, when you talk about the world of sports betting, sports betting goes hand in hand with sports nowadays. There's no two ways around it. So so when when people from the younger generation or even my generation, I mean, I'm in my mid-30s. Like, when I hear about a guy not making it to the Hall of Fame because of gambling, it's a joke. It's, for me, it's a joke. I know I, I, I've told DJ a million times, I think the unwritten laws of baseball are a joke. I think they're outdated. And, and not for nothing, they call it America's pastime, and the biggest stars, except for, like, Bryce Harper and Trout, are pretty much not even from this country. You know, it's <laughs> You know, it's pretty much the, it's pretty much like the nation, like the the world's the world's pastime. If you want to go that way, but you know, yeah. I, I just think because their old school book of rules is so outdated that people that people just can't go and if they don't understand it, especially for something that in today's in today's world as minuscule as gambling. You, you got you got um the NBA trying to legalize sports gambling. You have a commissioner who's listening to people to legalize sports gambling, and you tell me you're going to keep the guy who has the hits record that no one's coming come next to? Really? You're going to keep him out the Hall of Fame for that? It's, at this point, it's outdated and seems like it's just stop it already. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it goes quiet here. And again, I don't have a problem with him being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that yeah. isn't the point. I was, that isn't the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make was the integrity point. And as far as Pete Rose's integrity compared to Tom Brady's integrity and how it has risen above, Pete Rose's integrity right now, if you read blogs, is higher than Tom Brady's integrity. That's kind of my problem now. Why are we? Why are we looking at? Why are we looking at athletes for integrity? Like, really, are we at that point now where no, we need to rely on people that make million dollars for integrity? Are we? Are we? I mean, come on. I, I guarantee you, Jack. I mean, I can't guarantee you because I don't know nothing about anything. But <laughs> if I had a bet on it, because I am a gambling man, I, 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 I would guess that guys in the fifty, sixty, age year group still look at Pete Rose as a villain. I guarantee you that. But the guys in the, who are the 20s, 30-year-olds, they look at him as an old man who gambled. But Tom Brady is more of the villain because it's newer. And I, 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 I think that's why the comparison gets kind of lost in translation. Because I think old school guys still look at Pete Rose as a scumbag to some degree. You know, when the, but the younger generation, Tom Brady is their, is their villain. <laughs> you know, like, no matter what Tom Brady does, he's their bad guy. And, and I think that's where the comparison comes off. But I'm with you. It's it's it, it's all biased. It makes no sense. But I I, I think that's what happens right there. I, I think the hatred for these guys just lost in translation due to generational gaps. Yeah, uh, and I guess the problem the problem I have with it too is that Pete Rose was there's no middleman. He didn't tell someone to go bet somebody you know bet on the game. He did it himself from the dugout. Yeah. Where where Brady, I mean, even if it's alleged that he told these people to do it. He didn't actually take the needle himself and let the air out of the ball. I mean, he, he, he maybe said that, hey, I like the balls a little softer. That is just a generalization. And to turn it into what it's become, is, it, it, it's, just, it's just mind-boggling. And, and, and who did it? Some guy, some sports writer in Indianapolis, probably 
has never even held a football in his hand. And what it's brought into is amazing. Right. You know what's amazing? I'm not sure if you guys read it or what, because people haven't been talking about this story, and it gets me upset. Like, um, about former NFL quarterback Jeff Blake said, he's told the guys all the time to play his ball. <laughs> he's, he's said throughout his whole career. He told guys, all right, you take air out of this. And he would give it to the equipment guy. He never thought two things of it. You know, and it's yeah. amazing how it's amazing how, how that story has not circulated. Just like like people do it all the time. Ernest, have you read Mike Florio's article about um, no. about the deflate about how the rule is actually from the 1930s or 1940s? The the 12.5 psi rule. No, um, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean it's such no. an antiquated rule. I mean, I mean I would equate it to. Um, I mean. You've seen a baseball game, right? Mm-hmm. At the beginning of, of the game, the leadoff hitter gets into the batter's box, digging a hole at the back of the batter's box because he's scraping up that, the, the back of the white line. Why is he doing it? So the edge of his foot can be on the outside of the line. He's doing it right in front of the umpire. The umpire is watching it. I mean, why even put the lines down if you're going to take this little rule and, and kick out the line so your foot can be outside the batter's box? That's the kind. Of, that's what I equate this um, taking the air out of the ball to. It, it, it's equivalent to that. It is such a minute um, um, factor to the game itself, but yet it has been is blown into this. I mean, you're talking about tarnishing the legacy of one of the greatest quarterbacks over a rule that, 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 that that's a joke. Speaking of quarterbacks, no, I'm gonna, the, uh, I was going to say that just to play devil's advocate using the baseball comparison with the play to football, I, 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 I think you can make the argument that the play in the football is kind of the equivalent as, 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 as getting caught like Michael Pineda last year and putting something on the ball, you right. know, to, to help it to your advantage. I, I, I think if you want to play devil's advocate, you can look at it from that way, too. Once again, going on record, I don't care if Tom Brady said the play didn't care. I think it's a dumb conversation, and I, and I think it's just stupid that he gets suspended. Like, like I said, I've always been on the top rating side of this because I think it's just stupid. See, the way Corbett's at breaking news. Tony Romo on Twitter now. Oh, God, he's going to... He, and I is guarantee you, in 10 minutes, he's going to be on Twitter. <laughs> his, first tweet, his first tweet says nine, like his number. His second tweet, looking back on it, it was a catch. Troll God! <laughs> Love him. Love him. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be... You know, he's, he's definitely going to be off Twitter soon because people are just going to attack him left and right. You kidding me? Well, this is one of the comments here on Twitter. <laughs> it wasn't savage. No, it wasn't. Twitter run with a goat. Uh, how how do we last this long with Twitter on Twitter without you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got to follow him. I got to. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to follow him now. I can't apparently. I think I'm blocked. <laughs> Tony Romo already blocked. I'm You're blocked. Tired. I'm unable to follow Tony Romo. Wow, look at that, Tony! Oh, I've defended you for years. Really? <laughs> now we blocked you. Okay, right, let, let me back. tell you. Let me say, I, I, I finally got blocked, blocked by Matt Forte, and it was one of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> All right, we come I back. Hate you we, have... <laughs> we come back. We have shout outs and a surprise with G. We come back next. Earth Eagle Podcast. Oh, yeah. 
You want to play that song? That's that's fine by me. So I I, I I'm kind of digging this idea of having rotating co-hosts now with with, with B and G. I, I'm kind of digging this now. I don't mind it. It's less work for me. I'm always about less work. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I'm not getting married because I like less work. <laughs> yeah, you pay more taxes. That's all. No tax breaks for you. I'm right with that. You okay with that? No, with no, no tax breaks. Whatever, man. I'm fine. I got my money. <laughs> Shut the hell up! I got my money, man. I'm good. <laughs> that little piece of paper oh, does a lot to you. That little piece of paper does a lot I'm, to you, man. I'm really curious, though, this was about this Colin Coward thing. As soon as I got here, I'm going to listen to like, the Leverage Hearts. Uh, 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 oh, it was, uh, it was just yeah. entertaining. It was entertaining. Like, having them both on air, Levitard and Colin, it's just entertaining. Cause they're both playing yeah. kind of smart asses. Levertard actually is is going TV again. The radio shows me on TV starting next week. His show's hysterical. His his show has been talked, and, and this is funny. His radio show is what, and George Sedano said his best actually last week. He goes, Levertard's radio show is like the Howard Stern show of sports. It really is. It really is. If you, if you listen, to, and, and and because I can say especially too, because remember he's a Miami guy. I've been following him for Levitard. I've been following Levitard shows since they started in Miami uh, 11 years ago. You know, so I know the show for years. And it's, it's the same show now as it was 10 years ago. It's, it's, about to, it's like the humor and whatnot. Um, it, dude, it, it's, to me, it's, it, I, I like his show because it's not just sports. It's, 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 uh, it's very creative, and they, they do a lot of things. And it's, it's, I mean, and it's so loyal to the local market. They, 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 it's really a, like, although it's national and it's a three-hour show national, it's really a four-hour show. The first hour is all local. So, he's still loyal to the Miami fan base. So, uh, oh, here's your surprise, uh, G. Let me, let me cue his music real quick. <laughs> it's been a while. Oh, right. Here, here. You are a clown. You are a clown. Now I'm going to show you how the West Coast rocks. What's up, man? Oh, God. Here we go with this guy. His intro music is something different. Okay, G, this is the inside joke going on three years now, before he met you. I was about to say, there's a whole backstory to that. There's a whole backstory. Okay, I don't know. I'll know it then. All right, all right. No, 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 no. You know it. I'm talking about the music. I'm talking about the music. This is the whole backstory to the music. Yeah. 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 D-Will, before, before D-Will was a superstar, he would complain that he, like, I get everybody see music. See music. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I gave D-Music. He, he didn't say what, you know, so I just gave him something that, you know, I thought would be appropriate for no, the uh, for No, the- no, that's, that's not, that's not how it happened. Uh, you were playing some crappy music in the break one time, and I was like, who's that? <laughs> that happens a lot with EJ, so yeah. I believe that. And you said, you said I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bless you with that crappy music as your theme song. What's going on, fellas? Oh, yeah, right. That's, that is true. Sorry about, sorry about lying. I, I try to make something cool to really use. We're going to do the sick, we gonna do the sitcom, uh, TV show, uh, yeah, podcasting, yeah, yeah. or what, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it soon. I, I want to do that with you. I have, I have to blast you. I have to blast you naturally, man. So uh, to, to hold you up, hold you up to that, man. I've been looking forward to it, man. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do that now. I mean, remember, oh, as you guys don't know, also, Big G Will, as hard as he is, he actually is a big, like myself, a big Grey's Anatomy fan. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a dope show. That show is dope as hell, man. You guys are terrible. If I tell you, Jack, Jack, if I, and Jack, you know me a long time. Jack, if I tell you I love Grace Anatomy, what do you say to that? What do you, what do you, what do you do with that information? Process it. That's all you can do. There's some good writing that goes on there, man. Seriously. It's a real good show. Yeah, I, really I support it. Shown the rhymes, sir. Shown the rhymes. Anyway, what are you doing here, man? What do you want to talk about? Oh man, whatever, whatever you guys are talking about, man. What what show was that? What show was that? What show was that that you were just? What show was that you were just talking about when I called in? Whose show is that? Uh, what were we talking about, uh, G? What were we talking about? I, I have no idea what we were talking about. To be quite honest. Dan Levitard. Dan Levitard. Dan Levitard. Dan Levitard. Oh, Dan Levitard. Come on, radio stuff. Because he was he was on. As you know, D. Will, Bill Simmons is, you know, and ESPN are going to be partying away in September. We find out today that ESPN is no longer going to – because his contract's up in September. Um, but, I, you know, we thought that maybe he'd do some more podcasts and writing up to, up to his uh, end of his contract. But apparently today we find out that, he, that nothing's going to happen. They're going to run, run on his contract. And, you know, until then, he's just going to stay silent, I guess. So uh, that's you know, man, he, he's not, he's not as, as smart as a businessman as I thought he was. He not because he came up with the whole Grantland scheme. He yeah. hired all the all the writers and everybody, but he didn't freaking trademark the name well, or, or, or co- copyright the, thing, the name or patent the name. None but, of that. But, 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 but here's, here's the thing, though. It's just a name. No, here's the power of Simmons. I think too. Forget the name part. It's just a name. You can always rename something, and you can always rename not, something not, and, and make it your own. But man, name, though, names are name is a powerful name is a powerful thing. Don't fool yourself. But here's the strength of this now. If you start seeing writers like Zach Lowe and Bill Barnwell and Jonathan Abrams stuff following Simmons to do wherever he goes or where he does going forward, that, that's what you'll know the power of, of Simmons. Forget the name part. But, I'm more concerned. About the a lot of a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys came to him on the strength of ESPN's backing, so they could get exposure. Like no, Zach Lowe wouldn't no, 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 leave guys, CNN. Oh, a lot of those guys came. Zach Lowe wouldn't leave, He wouldn't leave CNN. He wouldn't leave CNN well, if he if uh, if Grantland wasn't on ESPN. But a lot of those guys also came with Simmons because of Simmons, too. Don't forget that. Uh, a part, that's a part of it. It's a big part of it. But it's that, it's that opportunity to get exposure by the largest sports market uh, uh, media media site. And, you know, it's extended way beyond sports now. I mean, to, to get that exposure, like, you jump ship to go somewhere where you know you're going to have one million readers in a day easily. That's automatic. The thing is, though, you don't necessarily you don't actually need ESPN anymore. I think he's outgrown ESPN. I said that years ago. He outgrew ESPN. Look, look at look at Dan Patrick. He's still huge. Yeah, I think Dan Patrick's popularity is overrated. To be quite, I think his popular not his talent. I think his popularity is overrated. Why do you say that? Why do you say that? Because people within my circle. Like we never talk about Dan Patrick. And I'm talking about I'm talking about I'm talking about my immediate friends, friends on social media. His name never pops up. 
The only thing I heard from him was, was I think, the Chris Webber interview or the Jalen Rose interview. Who do you interview? Chris Webber interview lately. I think that's the first thing I've heard from the Dan Patrick show or Dan Patrick content in months, to be quite honest with you. Jack, what do you think about that? He has a point. Dan Patrick, Dan Patrick only has, like, his hardcore, his hardcore following, which is a pretty large following. Pretty solid. Like pretty you said, like, what, what, what do, you're not the same person once you leave ESPN, though, Ernie. You're, you're not. Yeah, but, right? well, only, yeah, but, only certain people have that type of pull. And matter of fact, a lot of people really dislike uh, Bill Simmons and only put up with him because well, he was on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are cheap. Speak for yourself, yeah. D-Will. Speak for yourself. Laker fans. <laughs> he always speaks for himself. Okay. So, By the well, way. Did, did you honestly read page two? Did you honestly read yeah, him on page yeah, two yeah. Before, before you did? Yeah. Of uh, course. Well, well, there you go. You've heard, you've heard a lot of bridges, though. <laughs> Jack, do you think that – Jack, are you, are you a Dan Patrick fan? Um, I was, but clearly uh, ESPN isn't the, um, I don't know, the icon that it used to be. It's kind of – it's kind of been taken down a couple of times, so anybody associated with ESPN, even though he's not really there anymore, you know, doesn't have the uh, the status that they used to have. I mean, ESPN I, I, is not I, I, I still see ESPN as a powerhouse. I still do. Oh, no, 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 no. no, 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 no. It's never going to change. Yeah. It's never going to change. But you know, a lot of the personalities that grew out of ESPN, like obviously, they they use each other. You know what I mean? Certain guys become bigger to the point where they can outgrow their show and still have their own following moving forward when they leave the, leave the umbrella of ESPN. Bill Simmons got that Who's gotten bigger? Who's gotten bigger? No, 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 no. I didn't say bigger since ESPN. I'm saying you, you get to a point. ESPN, obviously, you can tell, isn't big on personalities getting too big. If they feel like a personality is getting too big, it's to the point they're challenging their, the way they do business, they'll cut you loose. Keith Oldman, Dan Patrick, uh, Jason Whitlock in the, in the 90s, uh, 2000s, rather. Uh, well, well, actually, Mitch, which per- what personality left ESPN and after leaving ESPN is now a larger personality? I, I think Oberman actually can maintain them. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say that. I, I think Oberman, for, for all the negative, like, like publicity is publicity, and Oberman was very outspoken. I, I, I think Oberman right. made a name for himself, even though he may have done it in the wrong light. I think Oberman made himself pretty much a celebrity. Yeah, but I bet, no, I bet his negative. I bet I, I bet his negative rating is higher than his favorable, you know, favorable you. rating. Well, I mean, I guess if he played the whole conservative and uh, and liberal stuff, because remember he's a staunch liberal and oh, MSNBC what, 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 thing. Wasn't that other that. girl? Oh, Robin. Wasn't she on ESPN? Robin Roberts. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't she on ESPN? Rob. Yeah, Robin Roberts. Yeah. That's not, that's really. I mean, Oberman. I give you Oberman a little bit, but he came back. Oh, we're really yeah, he did. Oh, he came back. Yeah, but you're right. He will. He came back 15 years later. But, right. Oh. Yeah. But, was, what, were you really, really checking for Oberman? I, I was, was really, really checking for him. He, 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 he totally, like, left sports. He was talking politics. So I, I had no interest right. in what he was doing. Right. You know, I, I personally had no interest. But, but he, he did garner, uh, he had a lot of eyes on him, let's say. I don't know if there was a following, but when he was talking, people were listening because it always made news the next day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, we have one more time. If we get going, give me a shout-out. <laughs> shout-out. Uh, I'm, shout- I'm shouting out my son, Daniel, man. That's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, man. What, what have you got, like, uh, eight months ago? Nine months? 
Why eight right, six, six, six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, okay, no. Nice. Okay. All right, Jack. Any shout outs? Oh, uh, shout out to my uh, my recent college graduate son, the pride of my loins. Three years now, he'll be a doctor, and I won't have to uh, won't have to work anymore. Awesome, Jr. The other the other Homer for the Patriots. Worse than your dad. Worse than your father, yeah. Jr. You're worse than your dad. That's bad. <laughs> Hope he hears this show too. <laughs> Chief. Uh, three really quick shout outs. One is for the greatest quarterback of all time. He's welcoming his third his third kid, uh, Jay Cutler. Congratulations. And <laughs> the second shout out second shout out is for my friend Jeff. I'll be going to his wedding tomorrow. He'll be marrying Lisa tomorrow in the Bronx. We're in Del Rey. We'll be partying up tomorrow. And third shout out is to my girlfriend who got her master's degree yesterday. Congratulations. Oh, oh wait. congrats. Wait, wait, hold on. Gee. You're dating the girl with a master's? Yeah, and, and you, you know what? I'm, I'm, and you know what's funny? Because because I'm the, I'm the smart I'm the smart type of dude right now. I'm like, who really needs to get that, 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 to go and get your doctorate? Because I'm thinking, man, she's gonna get paid if she gets a doctorate. <laughs> wait, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm shocked though. You're actually getting somebody that's that's, that's okay. Well, wow. hey, no, I hey, hold on, man. Shout out to Ernest. Shout out to Ernest for actually playing some good uh, closing music right now. Like this track is pretty dope. I need a piano. Like you do have a little bit of space. <laughs> you do have a little bit of space going on. Really, dude? Really? <laughs> really? Shut the hell up! Shut <laughs> up! Come on, man. You played sweet potato pie earlier, man. That, that's from West Coast for you. Uh, shout out to nobody. I have no shout outs today. I have nothing to say. I'm done for the week. Good. Good. D Will, follow me on Twitter at Spitz Games. All great work at pickandroll.au. Boston Jack, thank you, as always. Jack! Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He has no Twitter, by the way. Follow G Celio on Twitter at DWSCWLIO. And don't forget, me and, and uh, Daryl will be doing a podcast sometime next week, I think, on the on Madman, Grace Anatomy, and Game of Thrones. Follow me oh, on Twitter God. at E-7. Terrible. We'll announce, we'll announce it soon. We'll announce it soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a terrible podcast. <laughs> Screw you. I'm out. Later. God bless y'all. Take care. Later. Bye, guys. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Be safe. Go Clippers. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.